This week, we're looking at the life of Sutomu Miyazaki, one of Japan's most gruesome serial killers. All right, now here's your warning. If you don't like the thought of cute little Japanese girls getting murdered, you probably want to sit this one out. It's our weird world. Our weird world. Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson. And uh, this week you're going to learn about a serial killer who somehow got away with too many murders. Though I guess, I mean, I guess any amount of murder is too many in most cases. But uh, you'll, you'll see why. There are several layers to this story. So let's jump right in. Sutomu Miyazaki was born on August 21st, 1962, which was actually way earlier than he was expected. And so because of his premature birth, his hands were disfigured and kind of fused to his wrist, meaning he had to move his entire arm like if he wanted to rotate his hand. So since he was a carnival freak, Miyazaki was made fun of in school, which affected his studies and prevented him actually from being uh, from getting admitted into the university of his choice, I guess, because Japan has weird rules like that. You know, so if you're disfigured, you're not worthy of of a good education. Uh, Instead, he went to a community college and studied to be a photo technician. Beyond rejection from every child he ever came in contact with, most of Miyazaki's family ostracized him as well. Um... The only person in his family who really supported him was his grandfather. And when his grandfather died in 1988, it sent Miyazaki into a really deep depression. And in order to um, what Miyazaki would later claim, quote, retain something from him, from his grandfather, Miyazaki ate part of his grandfather's ashes. And like at that, I mean, you already know, like that's that's not the actions of a, you know, well-adjusted person. On August 22nd, 1988, without his grandfather's love to guide him, uh, Miyazaki lured four-year-old Mary Kono into his Nissan. He then drove west out of Tokyo where he lived and parked under a bridge. And for the next 30 minutes, the two sat in awkward silence before Miyazaki murdered her. Um, which I know it's not funny, but I don't know, just kind of this this image of just this weird-looking Japanese guy with his weird hands sitting awkwardly silent in a car with a four-year-old girl, like just kind of like exchanging awkward glances for like 30 minutes is, I don't know. It's just a little humorous to me. And then it doesn't, it's, it's not humorous anymore after he murders her. Um, and then to make it worse, uh, he had sex with her tiny corpse and then took her clothes home with him kind of as a trophy. Uh, a few days later, he returned to the murder site after the body had decomposed a little bit, and he chopped off her hands and feet, which he also kept in his closet as trophies. But because that wasn't enough, he then tossed her bones in his furnace and ground the ashes up into powder. And then, because he was a, clearly a psychopath, he mailed the powder to her family in a box with a note that read, Mary, cremated, bones, investigate, prove. Ugh. On on October 3rd, uh, Miyazaki was driving along a rural road when he saw seven-year-old Masami Yoshizawa bouncing along her merry little way like a a little kid does. Uh, Miyazaki pulled over, offered her a ride, and then drove her to the same place he had murdered Mary and did the exact same thing to Masami. He then took the girl, you know, and like he did uh, with the first one, he took the girl's clothes home with him. 
two months later, uh, he saw four-year-old Erica Namba uh, walking home from a friend's house. And Miyazaki forced her into his car and drove to a parking lot. He then forced her to remove her clothes and get in the back seat so he could take pictures of her. And then he gave her $5,000 and set her free. Uh, no, just kidding. He killed her too. Uh, six months later, <laughs> like, I, like it's just so bad. It's just like, you just can't believe like things like this keep going on, but they do. Uh, six months later, Miyazaki convinced five-year-old Ayoko Nomoto. I'm so good at pronouncing Japanese names, by the way. Um, five-year-old Ayoko Nomoto to let him take pictures of her as well. Uh, after the photo shoot, Miyazaki killed her and took the body to his apartment where he spent the next two days doing every sexual thing you could possibly think of to her dead body. And when the body started decomposing, he dumped the torso in a nearby cemetery, but he kept the girl's hands and he drank her blood. <laughs> like I, even I forgot like how bad the story was. Um, the next month, uh, Miyazaki tried taking pictures of another girl in a park. However, when the girl's father appeared, Miyazaki ran for his life, naked, by the way, and hid in the woods until the coast was clear. But, you know, after the girl's father called the police, the police already knew who it was because Miyazaki was super easy to identify. You know, I, like I imagine it going something like, you know, yes, police, I need to report a crime. This is police. What is your problem? Naked man tried to take a naked picture of daughter. I ask what he doing. He run away. Can you tell us what naked man look like? Yes, he have very strange hands, like a handsome from Scary Movie 2, which no come out for another 12 years, so reference me nothing to you. You know the part, the creepy, take my hand guy. We have no idea what you're talking about. He have 10 hands, tiny, gross, riddle grimmering hands. Oh, we know who you're talking about. He creepy. We go arrest him now. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I uh, I had to lighten it up somehow, and you know, if I have to lighten it up with a stereotypical, possibly borderline racist caricature of the way Japanese people speak English, that's fine. You know, this is a bad dude, and yeah, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm you know I'm not sorry. It's just, it was a character. So, um, police uh, soon arrived at Miyazaki's house, where they found over five thousand videotapes, some of which had recorded material of Miyazaki's victims. He was quickly arrested and sent to trial, and on March 30th, 1990, Miyazaki uh, blamed all of his killings on the Rat Man, which was his alter ego that he had somehow created that forced him to kill little girls. And that argument alone dragged the trial on for seven years before he was finally sentenced to death by hanging. Along the way, Miyazaki's father did the stereotypical Japanese thing and committed suicide because of the shame his son had brought to the family, um, but... Like I said, Miyazaki uh, eventually was put to death by hanging. Whew. Do you feel bad? I, I kind of feel bad. So um, let's uh, let's just see what we learned. What did we learn? Number one, if you or someone you know eats a dead relative's ashes, get them help immediately because nothing about that is going to end well. Uh, number two, I'm really good at Japanese accents. And remember, it's not offensive and it's not racist because it's a character. All right. If Robert Downey Jr. can go a whole movie wearing blackface, I can do a little, you know, 
Japanese character. So just keep that in mind. Uh, number three, it's always good when the bad guy dies at the end. I am all for capital punishment on things like this. Uh, I go full Republican on capital punishment for people like uh, Sutomo Miyazaki. And I think everyone should, you know, if, if, there's a, if there's a part of you that thinks, oh, no, we shouldn't kill him. That's inhumane. You're, you, <laughs> this isn't a political podcast, but you're, you're a silly goose. Next week, we thankfully end Japanese July with the Nanking Massacre. And compared to the last few weeks, I think it's somehow a lighter story, but not by much. So thank you for listening. Tell all your friends and keep it weird. (laughs) 